uh, right at that moment, I saw there was a park just in front of the school building. And there were so many people, so many students and people without coats, without hats. Uh, some of them were injured. And right at that moment, there was a very interesting supermarket in front of our school. In front of my eyes, that supermarket collapsed within a few seconds. Today, I'm chatting with Ohana Avetisian. Ohana has been an English teacher at the Lord Byron School in Gyumri since 2002. In 2017, Ohana was given the title Best Teacher in Armenia by the Ministry of Education. Ohana was eight years old when the 1988 Armenian earthquake hit. In this conversation, she talks about her experiences in the moments during the earthquake, as well as the founding of the Lord Byron School with the support of the British people and then Prime Minister of Great Britain, Margaret Thatcher. We would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation. Please connect with us on Facebook or by email. So, Hannah, thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and taking the time to chat about um, this difficult event in, in Armenia's history. Maybe you could tell me, uh, start by telling me a little bit about your childhood um, growing up in Gyumri. Okay. Oh, it's very interesting to go back to my childhood. I was born in 1980, and my memories of my childhood are a bit vague, but very peaceful. Everything was in harmony. I quite remember my days in the kindergarten, and I quite remember the happy faces of my friends and the events that we were taking part in. Later, I have very good memories of my school, um, like my teachers and my friends. I was in harmony. Um, I have a younger brother. Unfortunately, I have an elder brother, but now he's not with us. Mm. But it didn't happen during the earthquake. He passed away later. What were um, what were some of your best memories of of just growing up in Gyumri before the earthquake? What were some things you remember about the city itself? Yeah, the most interesting days were in the kindergarten. Where there were very beautiful events and you were given very interesting parts and roles in different events. Uh, I took part in the Olympiad when I was six years old and I was the winner during this Olympiad. It was Olympiad for mathematics and logics and they were very proud of me. And I clearly <laughs> At six remember, years old? Yeah, six years old. And then that, well, my mother was very, very proud of me. They, they gave me, awarded me with a diploma. And I remember the day when everybody was just... Uh, was in the line and they were applauding because it was the first diploma I had ever got as a reward. Was that your favorite subject in school, math? Um, as I didn't know English then, <laughs> it was my favorite subject before English. Okay, later I remember my school. I remember how I was chosen for the party at school on the 1st of September. Basically, we have some parties uh, on the first day of uh, our school. It is called the Day of Knowledge. And I was chosen because I was very good at singing. They chose me for that reason. And mm -hmm. I sang a very interesting song, but uh, it was in Russian. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And another interesting feeling I, I remember in the school was that we had English just from the very first day we entered the school since the first grade. And I clearly remember my uh, first teacher of English. Uh, she was very interesting. She was very intelligent and she was a very charming lady. And she uh, just taught us everything with great love and respect. 
But really, I started loving English just on the very first day that I entered. And I was very lucky that my parents chose this school for me because there were so many other schools just near our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But they said that this was one of the most prestigious schools in Gimri. And the main reason I, why I entered this school was the English language. So that school later became the yeah. Lord Byron School, which you now yeah, teach Yeah, before at. the earthquake, yeah, it was a different building. And uh, uh, shall I speak about the earthquake? Right sure, now? yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so about my main memories before the earthquake, as far as I remember, everything was in bright colors. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember the na- uh, the day that I was just not happy, but. Uh, Everybody's life and mine too was divided into two parts before the earthquake and after the earthquake. Unfortunately, the part that was bright didn't long didn't last long, and uh, I just remember the day when this terrible earthquake just ruined my Gumri within a few seconds. I didn't even know that time that this terrible disaster was called earthquake. Mm. I didn't understand what is earthquake, why it happened. Why there were so many people running here and there, pushing each other, pulling each other. I was eight years old and we were at school at that time. And there were two blocks, as I mentioned, the old one and the new one. Unfortunately, the new one was ruined. There were even some victims and some people died. I learned about it later because I didn't have any idea what was going on. And I remember my teachers and my PE teacher who was just trying to help the students just to let them out, just throw them out. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in panic. It was a total chaos. And we, when we finally found ourselves just in front of the school building, uh, right at that moment, I saw there was a park just in front of the school building. And there were so many people, so many students and people without coats, without hats. Uh, some of them were injured, and right at that moment, there was a very interesting supermarket in front of our school. In front of my eyes, that supermarket collapsed within a few seconds. It was like in a in a film. I didn't understand what was going on. And the, the most important thing, I was trying to look for the police. It's very interesting that I trusted in the police. I said, where are the policemen? If they were around, this would not happen. <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't any uh, policemen around. Everybody was just shouting and crying and crying for help. And the next episode, I remember my granny in slippers running in, 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 the, in the park and trying to find me among the children. And when she found me, I remember how she was kissing me and how she was hugging me and asking, uh, am I okay? She would, she just kept saying, I love you, I love you. I'm so happy that you are here. I say, I know that you love me. Why are you telling me so? And uh, later uh, we were taken home and uh, all the neighbors and everybody was out. No one was inside and they were afraid to go inside the house. And again, I didn't know why. And in the evening, Everybody just, all the neighbors gathered around the, just in front of our house and there was a yard and they made a fire. It was cold, it was winter, but still they were waiting outside because they were afraid to go in. And I remember my relatives just coming around and saying that, for example, my cousin died, my aunt died. My uncle died and some of uh, the members of their family came and said that I'm so happy that we have only one loss. 
because there were many families that didn't exist at all. No one survived in the family and there was not even anybody who could bury them or who could be sorry for them. So the next episode that I remember after the earthquake, that terrible night for us to avoid all these terrible scenes because later when I came back and got a bit older, I was told by my parents and by, by my friends that there were so many dead bodies around. Mm -hmm. So for us to avoid this terrible scene, my relatives uh, just at that very night took me and my brother to Yerevan. And that very night when we were so, going... So that first night you yeah, you didn't that, stay... That first Germany. night, that very first night we were taken to Yerevan and we were just, when we were in the car, I just looked out of the window and I really remember the piles of stones uh, instead of the wonderful buildings that I had seen before the earthquake and some of these piles of stones were even burning. I stayed there only one day. You know why? Because my relatives uh, lived in the 14th floor uh, building. It was a 14th story building and I was very, very afraid of tall buildings mm. after the earthquake. I didn't sleep all night and they understood that it was not a good idea to keep mm. me in Yerevan. The next day I was taken with my brother to Armavir, to my another aunt's uh, house and I stayed there for about two weeks and I went to school to school there. But we were taken back to Gimri after uh, two weeks. So when we came back, it, it wouldn't say that the problem was settled, but still I didn't see that terrible scenes that my parents or my friends later told me about, that bodies and that mm, terrible, uh, horrible scenes. But we started going to schools. It, it, it was very interesting that there was no gas, there was no light, but there was hope. It was very interesting because we started going to school just after two or three weeks after the earthquake. But if I call it a school, it would be a bit funny and it would be a bit, a bit sad. I was not a school. It was a tent. A tent where people or students gathered together. We had 15 minutes of class like three or four subjects each 15 minutes it was because it was very cold in the tent. There were no windows. And there was a, a kerosene stove or stove with wood. We were cutting wood. We were making fire for us to get warm and have 10 minutes of class mm -hmm. for that uh, very day. But I also attended musical school that time. And But it was not a school. We had a house. Somebody just provided their house. And we gathered together there and had musical classes. The soul and the um, strength of people in Gimri was amazing because even if they had uh, people who died during the earthquake, they didn't lose hope. They thought about living on, they thought about their future and the future of their kids. Uh, you know that people were more peaceful then. Like uh, every evening we gathered together, there was no light, but I remember my neighbors, they came, we gathered together around the stove and told stories, trying to comfort each other, trying to say that everything was, is going to be okay. Mm. I, I remember that people were not aggressive. They didn't even blame anybody why it was so. They just were trying to find a new way out mm. to find a reason why to live. And it was then that in this tent, the idea of having a new school came to one of the students of Gabriel Sundugyan school. This school was named after Gabriel Sundugyan. This is one of our fa famous 
Armenian poets. Mm -hmm. So there were some guests from England, journalists, and they just had an interview with the kids asking what they feel, what they uh, want. And uh, they asked one of the students, what do you want to have? Do you want a new house? Do you want some toys? Do you want something to eat? But the only thing that she, it was she, the only thing that she wanted was, I want a new school. I want a very beautiful school, the one I had before. And this idea turned into a huge project, mm -hmm. into a very interesting, huge project. And uh, this journalist went to England, and this is the story that I have heard from my headmaster, because that time I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, the idea went to England, and there was a very interesting mission. The British government, the Armenian community in Great Britain, everybody started to raise money for us to build a new school in Gyumri because there wasn't any building, any tall building that existed in Gyumri after the earthquake. Mm -hmm. And uh, in uh, 1990, if I'm not mistaken, the school was all already ready. So <clears throat> I, I remember the day when uh, somebody entered, uh, we were having a class and said that we're going to choose uh, 10 people, 10 students who are going to take part in a very important event. So my teacher uh, offered uh, me to take part in this very interesting event. I didn't know what event this was <laughs> going to be. And uh, the day came that these 10 students and I among them was brought to this fairy land. Mm -hmm. For me, it was a magic fairy land. When I entered this school, I the first question I asked myself, where am I? <laughs> really, because outside everything was ruined no schools no uh buildings no shops nothing just a very beautiful school building i didn't even know that this is going to be the school mm -hmm. and uh, the next uh just scene that i remember we were sitting in the hall this one uh, the one that we have right now in the concert hall on the floor 10 students and uh, separate places for each student and i clearly remember the beautiful the intelligent and the smartest lady i have ever seen margaret thatcher later <clears throat> i just learned that she was called iron lady did you did you know what was happening then that you were meeting no. this very very important person no <laughs> I didn't even have an idea. I just was impressed with her appearance, mm -hmm. with her white costume, and uh, with her kind eyes, because she really just was kind of giving hope to everybody, just exploring everybody's eyes, saying that I even wrote a song, you know, about mm -hmm. it. And it turned to our anthem of our school. And if I will be given the opportunity, I can even sing a small part the, of it. You wrote the song? I That's wrote the song the about... The anthem to the school? Yes, I wrote the song about it. Schools in the tents, no hope, no heat. Would you mind singing a little bit of you know, it? Schools in the tent, no heat, no hope, no life. Waiting for magic to work. This beautiful school gave hope for a better life. And you had that 
magic to work. You were a woman to know, a leader to follow, the iron that melts in the hand. You gave a meaning to life, you proved that we could survive. Thanks for your kindness and love. Eyes full of hope, were aligned to see you walk. Your smile seemed to say we could cope. We started to live, to work, create, believe. You proved that we're not all alone. You were a woman to know, a leader to follow, the iron that melt in the hand. You gave a meaning to life, you proved that we could survive. Thanks for your kindness and love. And this was devoted to the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher, yeah. who really gave hope to us and to our kids. Mm -hmm. So I was in the fourth form when I was transferred to the school. Mm -hmm. And since then, I was very, very proud that I went to this very school. I was very proud. I was telling about it to my friend, to my friends, to my cousins, to everybody. You know that it's a magical school and uh, anybody wanted to enter this school. Everybody in Gyumri, mm -hmm. in Shirak region, because this was something that they just desired and they wished. And uh, but it was impossible to have all that mm -hmm. number of students in the school. And I remember that I and my elder brother were in the school, but my younger brother couldn't enter this school mm -hmm. because uh, they, uh, Mr. Hartinian had no other choice. Uh, it was just you were taking a paper. If it was a plus, you're going to enter. If minus, you're not going. We couldn't interview anyone. So um, I was very lucky to become a student of this school. And I loved it so much. I was so thankful to my teachers, to my headmaster, to everybody here that I, I didn't imagine my life without the school. And after just uh, leaving the university, after graduating from the university, I ran back to my school. <laughs> yeah. So you've so. been here your entire life. Kind yeah. Of. When, I, when I say, where do you work? I say, I don't work. I serve to Lord Byron School. <laughs> Can you imagine yourself working anywhere else at this point in life? Or? I had some very interesting offers from different schools, even from Yerevan. Last year I was announced the best teacher of Armenia and it was a peak maybe uh, the feelings that I had that moment was something magical. After that so many things changed in my life and I had very interesting offers from different schools from Yerevan and from here from Gimri but really I just turned down all the offers. Um, I have a part-time job in a high school, but I spend there only one day during mm. the week. And I and that very day I miss my school and I miss my teachers. They are my colleagues, you know, but I still call them teachers. Uh, <laughs> so they, these teachers know, were here yeah, when you were a student. Yeah, some of them. Sure, sure. Some of them my teachers and I now work with them as colleagues and I'm very happy for that. One day I said to Mr. Hartinian that I always feel myself as a student at this school. But he said, no, long ago you were one of the best students. Now you are one of the best teachers here. <laughs> I also noticed that in some of the classrooms there's... Um, almost memorials or posters to the earthquake and yeah. this school is so intimately connected to the earthquake and it exists because of the earthquake um how how do you make sure that your students are aware of that fact and um, mm. the privilege that they have of, of it's a it's a very important thing for our students and for every person to know their history and their past it doesn't matter whether it is the earthquake or whether it is a genocide or whether it is a war. So you have to appreciate what you have and you have to just 
not to suffer with the people that just under uh, underwent all these uh, feelings, but to understand, but to appreciate, but to know the story and maybe to, to avoid the same mistakes that you had before. Uh, we try to say that we're not going to cry, but we are going to respect. Because every year we have the day the, when this earthquake just uh, happened, the 7th of December. Every every year our students go out and we have a hatch car there. Mm-hmm. And they just commemorate the victims of the earthquake. And they just bow their heads and saying, we remember you and you're not forgotten. And we wouldn't like this kind of things to happen to Armenia or to any other nation in the world because... One thing I heard um, that was very moving in another interview was um, the younger generation can't forget because they've lost grandparents. You know, there's family members that aren't there anymore. Yeah. And when they ask about these things, their parents talk to them about this, this yeah. event. So even though it's been yeah, 30 why, years. Why, why, why I don't have a grandma. She has, yeah. I don't have. Yeah. And there was a kind of lost generation after the earthquake because so many kids didn't have parents mm-hmm. if you had one single parent you were one of the luckiest that your single mm-hmm. parent exists because there were some people kids that do not have uh, any um, no father and no mother so if they were considered to be lucky those who had one parent so besides we have some events sometimes and we devote this event to different um pages of the history that we had and this page was devoted to the earthquake and you saw the posters and this poster was just like the interview is about before the earthquake and Mm -hmm. after the earthquake and that event was devoted to if i'm not mistaken uh when margaret thatcher died we had some guests from london because they know that we had a special corner for Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made the poster and I had a very interesting event. And uh, we appreciated her once again, saying thankful that we will remember you after your death too. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what kind of person she is for England or for Great Britain. She was somebody who will we will always remember and be thankful to. Because she ran the risk and came and took part in the opening ceremony of this school. So later when I listen to Mr. Harutinian, he tells very interesting stories about it, that her safety was not guaranteed when she uh, visited Armenia. Mm-hmm. But she took the risk and she did it for Armenia. When you look um, at these 29 years since the earthquake, almost 30 now, come this December, you see the progress that this school has come and the students um, have made. and. Uh, the accomplishments they have. I've seen the trophy case. Um, when you look at the rest of Gyumri, what for you has been the the biggest signs of progress over, over the past 30 years? And what are perhaps signs that um, there are still things that need to change in Gyumri? The first of all, I would so much like for our uh, city not to have any ruins around because they clearly remind us of that terrible day. Mm-hmm. Because 30 years is a long period for us not to see, at least not to see, because we always feel it. But we would like for at least not to see the ruins that remind us of that terrible day. There is something done in Gyumri, but still there uh, are lots of things to be done. Um, I would so much like to have uh, new buildings here. 
uh, buildings that will just prove that nothing is lost, everything is going to be okay. Another important uh, issue for us is uh, to solve the problem of the job here, mm -hmm. because um, I'm very sorry for the fact that uh, we survived the earthquake, we survived the genocide, we survived everything, but some families, lots of families, just leave Gimri, leave Armenia, and try to find somewhere else to leave. I'm talking about migration, and I would so much like uh, for everybody to understand that this is the best place for them to live and this is their motherland and they uh, do not have to leave it. And this problem is also connected with their social status and the job opportunities that is improved, but still there are so many things that could be better. Mm -hmm. So I want them to believe in the future and stay here and do something. I believe that uh, the youth is the strength and the power that is going to change not this only the situation in Gimri but also the situation in whole Armenia like they did mm -hmm. a few years a few days ago yeah I mean we're doing these this interview really in kind of historic times in Armenia with the election of Nico as new prime minister um, we like to end these interviews off on um, just one question what is something that you want people to take away from from the earthquake I was very, very, very impressed when people all over the world just lend a helping hand to Armenia that very day, because we couldn't do anything if we were left alone. And I would take my time and th say thank you, thank you to all the nations, to all the people who heard about the earthquake and didn't remain indifferent. Mm -hmm. Even if they sent one coat, I remember that there were so many clothes from different countries, mm. colorful ones, big yeah. size, small size, it doesn't matter. When you look at it, you understand that you're not alone. So I'm very, very thankful to all the people in different countries 